high school, uh, you will have a ton of problems. Ignore the large tube for just a minute. You will have a ton of problems, not just in high school, but as you get older in college. Uh, if, if you get married someday, when, when you get married to that person. Um, and so we're going to spend a few weeks <laughs> talking about uh, what comes out of your mouth. And not just what comes out of your mouth, but what uh, gets sent out in your text messages and, and what gets said on your Facebook profile and what gets said, I know some of you are on Twitter, if, if you tweet, what comes out of your Twitter account. And so I want to spend a few weeks talking about words, um, because I think there is too much at stake for yourself and for the people around you, not for us to talk about that issue. What I want to do tonight is a little different, though, with all of you starting back to school uh, this week or maybe the week before, I want to take you to a passage that I've actually never taught on, and it's at the back of the book of John. If you brought a Bible or if you have your Bible on a phone, you can turn there. If not, you can follow along uh, on the screens. There is a story uh, at the end of John where Jesus takes his disciples back to school. And, and it's not like you're going back to school, but he does take them back to school. And what happens at the end of John, after Jesus dies, after he's resurrected, he surprises the disciples at the beach right? They're fishing, and Jesus shows up on the shoreline, and he says to the disciples, hey, I know you think what you're doing, they're fishing. And he says, I want you to take your nets and put them on the other side of the boat. And these guys who've been fishing all their lives look at a carpenter, and they could have been like, whatever, uh, but they did it. And here in a second, we're going to look at that text, but I want you to think about how many of you either went to the beach or to a lake this summer? Raise your hand. Yeah? A bunch of you. And so all of you uh, know what this is, right? And so uh, I love tubing. Like, I'm more happy on this than I am a pair of skis on the water, okay? Um, these are incredibly fun. They're a little dangerous at times if you get people out on the water that are pretty daring and, and adventurous, but to me that makes it more fun. Okay, and so over the summer, I took my family and a couple other families, and we went out to the lake, and somebody uh, allowed us to use their boat and their tubes, and we just got after it. And a friend of mine who's in a, a community group that I'm in had never been tubing before, okay? And we were pumping it up, trying to get him to go out there, and he said, no, I just, I, I just know you, Shelton, you're too crazy. I'm going to end up injured if I get on the tube with you. And I'm like, Adam, Adam, you're fine. I promise you, nothing will happen, okay? And he's like, okay, okay. And he's really nervous, like out on the water. We finally get out. He, you know, does the awkward crawl to get on the tube. How many of you have tried, like you've been out in the water and, you, and it's like so awkward if you've never tried to get on a tube before. And so I'm like pulling him up onto the tube. And finally, we get out on the water and we're getting pulled and Adam, after about two minutes, makes a mistake that you should never do when you're on a tube. Adam decides that it would be more safe, as we're going faster and faster, to crisscross his arm with my arm. And so he's laying on this side, and he brings his arm all the way over here, and my hands are right here, okay? And so he's hanging on to this, and I'm hanging on to it at the same time, and my right elbow is right in front of Adam's face, okay? <laughs> 
And we, and we start to take these turns, and our boat driver is starting to go a little faster. And once you get outside the wake, and they make a good turn, you're flying pretty good. He's never experienced this before, okay? And so we get outside the wake, and we're flying. And right when the driver makes the turn to come back around, and we hit that wake, and many of you know, many of you have been tubing, you know when you hit that wake and you go flying up in the air, Adam has no clue when he crossed his arm like that, that my elbow would jack him in the nose the first bump we hit. And so right when I hit him in the nose, Adam flies off. We circle back around. He's got blood coming out of his nose. And this poor guy looks at me and he says, you promised I wouldn't get hurt. <laughs> and I've thought about so many times in my life spiritually. I make mistakes on this ride that Jesus wants to take me on. And spiritually, I get jacked up because I don't do the things that God wants me to do. Now, I want you to think about that, right? Because after that, we just kind of sat on the tube and, and we just kind of cruised around and we just kind of chilled. And it was just easier to go like this and just relax for the rest of the day. But that's not what God wants for you this year in your relationship with Him. He doesn't want you to chill, He doesn't want you to just relax. See, God wants your school year to be more than just classes. He wants your school year to be more than just schoolwork. He wants your school year to be more than routine. He wants great things for you. And Jesus wanted the same things for the disciples. I want you to look uh, at this, this last chapter of John. Look at this story with me. You'll see it on the screens. John uh, chapter 21 starting in verse 4. It says, But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. This is after He's died. This is after He's resurrected. And Jesus just shows up. So Jesus said to them, Children, you do not have any fish, do you? Which, I mean, He knows that they don't have fish. And so He's, he's messing with them. They answered Him and they said, No. And He said to them, Cast the net on the right hand of the boat and you will find a catch. So they cast, and then they were not able to haul it in because of the great number of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. So when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put his outer garment on, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. Which I don't know about you, but like when I meet somebody or see somebody, I typically don't just like throw myself off a boat, right? I mean, that's just kind of a weird way. After you see somebody you, you recognize, you just throw yourself over the boat. And so the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards away, dragging the net full of fish. And when they got to the land, they saw a charcoal fire already laid and fish placed on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three and although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples ventured to question him, saying, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and giving it to them and the fish likewise. And then it says, This is now the third time that Jesus was manifested to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. If you go back to verse 4 in this story, Jesus showing up after the disciples thinks that, think that he's gone. 
You see Jesus just always surprising the disciples. And, and you see Jesus wanting his disciples to understand this first point. And this is the first thing that I want you to get your minds around is this. That God desires for you to live beyond routine. And Jesus desired for the disciples much more than just routine, much more than just fishing. Jesus spent three years with the disciples. He asked them to drop their nets. And where does Jesus find them? Back at their nets. Calling them out of their routine, calling them out of what they felt comfortable with, calling them out of what they'd done all their lives, everything that was normal, Jesus is calling them out of it. And I believe that as you guys are about to embark in great routine and tons of things that are programmed out for you, one of the things that God wants to remind you of tonight is that he has this deep desire for every single one of you to live beyond routine and to live a life filled with adventure. And I think one of the greatest enemies to your spiritual life this year one of the things that could keep you maybe from coming to Shoreline or, or maybe could keep you from going to your small group is just the routine of things because you students have so many things going on around you and have so many things that are about to come at you. And I would hate for some of your spiritual life to be robbed of you because you didn't want to experience Christ. I think we would all agree that we make time for what's most important in our lives. And God wants you to make Him a priority this year. And as you go back to school, allow Christ to go back to school with you and make a difference and an impact in your lives. And as you do that, you'll make a difference and an impact around other people. Because you have allowed the God of the universe, the God that made you, the God that wants to spend time with you, you have allowed him to take you beyond routine, beyond just doing things on a daily basis. And go beyond that and doing all those things for him, going to school for him, playing sports for him, the cheerleading team for him, the band for him, everything that you have scheduled in your life is an opportunity to glorify God in all that you do. In all that you do. Well, Jesus doesn't just stop at getting the disciples out of their routine. I want you to look at what he does. Uh, after verse 4, he surprises them. He's at the beach. He's at the shoreline. They're out in the boat. And then it says, the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 100 yards away, dragging the net full of fish. Dragging the net full of fish. They're dragging this thing, and the last thing they want to do is let go. Because Jesus just gave them probably one of the best catches they've ever, ever gotten. And so they're dragging it. And what I want you to understand tonight, just like the disciples didn't let go of those nets, it would be a tragedy if we all walked away from tonight or maybe two weeks from now or two months from now and we let go of what God wanted for every one of us. See, God has these great things in store for you. He wants to teach you things through His Word, through our small groups, uh, through all these things that He's provided. And a lot of times we just look at God and we look at all the fun stuff that He has for us and we just let go. 
And I think the reason we do that is because a lot of times we are more focused on the gifts that God gives us, on the good things that he gives us, and not God. I want you to look at this quote on the screens. It's by A.W. Tozer. He said, what is wrong with Christians today is that we have the gifts of God, but have forgotten the God of the gifts. And I think that's very true. It's very easy for us to jump on this tube and to have a ton of fun. And then once you get too tired and once your arms get sore and once you get fatigued, you just want to let go because that's the easy thing to do. But God wants his followers. God wants his followers to hold on with everything that they have in them. And remember that it is God. That's me, isn't it? Sorry, I'm better than that. Let's, should we try this one? We think that's okay. All right. How about that? Can you hear me? Okay. All right. So God has this passion for us to hold on and to not let go. And I think what would be really sad and what would be for lots of I'm just going to ditch this and use the handheld. <clears throat> for all of us to let go of this, I mean, you think about all the things that God could do in a year, in a school year, Right? One of the things that my five-year-old loves to do on these things is she likes to go slow and just sit in the middle. Okay, that's, that's, that's safe for her. That's all she wants to do. And so I'll do that with her too, but it's more fun for me to not hold on to anything. So I'll put my hands up in the air. And, and a lot of times the, the second I do that, I roll off, right? Because my buddy's driving, he wants me to fall off. And so he goes faster. And a lot of you are going to be tempted tomorrow at school to let go. And a lot of you are going to be tempted tomorrow to let go of what God wants for you, trying to grasp onto something that will give you life. But when you look at the story of the disciples, they are so focused on grabbing this net and pulling everything in. And when it, gets, when it finally gets to the land, it says that none of the net was broken. None of it. All the fish are there. All of it. And I think more and more and more about this idea and all the adventure that can come from simply holding on. Two of our leaders uh, that are here tonight, they took their small group guys to uh, Lake Whitney over the weekend. Where's Craig and Jared? Craig's right there. Hey, is your boy here that got the stitches in his eye? He's not here. Um, <laughs> loser. Um, but yesterday, he uh, was on a tube with three other guys and jacked his eye up, and it got cut open. He had to get stitches and all this stuff. Um, but I, they spent an entire day uh, tubing. And it was when he let go, and another guy let go, and an elbow hit him in the face that he was injured. And, and way more than a physical injury, spiritual inner, uh, injury is going to happen to us when we let go of what God wants. Now watch what Jesus does after this, okay? So he's, he's gotten them to this point. They understand after spending years with Jesus and him teaching them 
I love this about Jesus, that he's done his ministry, he's died, he's resurrected, but he just wants to be with his people, and so he comes back to be with his disciples. And if you move over to verse, uh, in John 21, if you move over and you watch what Jesus does with the fish, in verse 12 he says, come and have breakfast. I mean, Jesus just wants to hang out with his disciples. And as you hold on in your relationship with him this year, know that you have a God that not only is he this great, huge, big, mighty God, but he is a God that wants to spend time with you. Jesus was incredibly passionate about this when he was with his disciples. He just wants to have breakfast with his disciples. He just wants to hang out. And as I thought about this, I was reminded of time I get with my five-year-old and three-year-old every morning, and they are obsessed with Fruity Pebbles. Okay, that's what they love. Every morning, Daddy, I want Fruity Pebbles. And so every morning we sit down at the breakfast table, and Ellie, my five-year-old, looks at me and she says, Daddy, tell us about the important stuff. And what Ellie means when she says, Daddy, tell us about the important stuff, is Daddy, get out your Bible. And what we do uh, more mornings uh, than not is we sit down and talk about Jesus or we talk about somebody in the Bible and I tell them a story about the Bible and we sit, the three of us, eating fruity pebbles every morning talking about the important stuff, as Ellie would say. And, and what I think we all need to be reminded of is that your God, like your heavenly Father, sent his only son to die for you so that he could hang out with you, not just in heaven forever, but here on earth too. See, Jesus said that he came so that you could have life and life abundant. See, God wants to hang out with every one of you. And so our encouragement to you tonight is not to get overwhelmed by everything that's going on, with everything that's going to happen to you this year, with all the choices you have to make. Think about all the new things that are going to happen to you as you think about a new school or a new environment or a new, new teacher or a new team or whatever is new around you. Know that beyond all of that, more important than all of that, you have a God who wants to hang out with you, that wants to spend time with you, that 2,000 years ago wrapped on flesh, and he said, I just want to go hang out with my people. And that's what his passion was, and that's what his passion is today. His passion will always be for his people and hanging out with his people. And I beg you tonight, don't walk away and let go of our God who loves you and loves spending time with you because there is way too much at stake I could tell you story after story after story, ones that are filled with heartache, ones that are filled with disappointment, of students who have at some point let go and they were done with what God wanted. And because they let go, they went through incredible pain, incredible amounts of, of chaos around them because they let go of what God wanted. And the more you hang on to what God wants for you this year, and the more you read his word, and the more you dive into what he wants, and I believe that for many of you, 
God wants you at Shoreline here every week. I believe that God wants you in a small group. If you uh, got brought by a friend and you have another church that you go to, that's great. But I believe that for many of you, God wants you here on Sunday nights because I believe he has incredible things in store for you. Because your God wants to hang out with you. He wants you to get up early. Just like Jesus had breakfast with his disciples, he wants to hang out with you in the morning. It's funny as you read the stories of Jesus because he is consistently inconsistent in the Bible. He's always doing random things, and the disciples are always thrown off guard by him. But I'll tell you the one thing that he does that's consistent is he separates himself from other people, and he spends time with his heavenly Father. Over and over in the Gospels, you see Jesus getting away early in the morning to spend time with his Father. Will you allow our God to hang out with you this year? I mean, will you hang on to him? Will you allow him to show you things that you thought you might not ever know? Learning things that you might not think you would ever learn because Jesus has this incredible passion to get beyond your routine, to get beyond the mundane, the things that you just go in and out of and in and out of, and he wants to teach you in the midst of those, in those, around those. He wants to do incredible things in your life this year. And I hope that all of us are committed to that at the beginning of the year. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you so much that uh, you are a God who wants to spend time with us, who wants to hang out with us, who wants to have a relationship uh, with us. And I pray that all of us would walk out of here tonight focused on that idea. Jesus, that you uh, are, are standing at the shoreline and you want us to come to you. You want us to spend real time with you where we are learning from you God, thank you for a place where uh, we get to do that on Sunday nights. Um, I pray that these students would be encouraged and that they would be equipped walking in to a new school year. We give you thanks for everything, and it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.